0: Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Welcome to another episode of the Seeking Light podcast. I'm really glad that you're here with me today, and um, it's a beautiful Oregon sunshine, which is rain uh, day for me. It's afternoon. It's Sunday. And um, I have literally been praying all week to figure out what to record to put out next week for my Tuesday. And I can honestly tell you I've been struggling a little bit. And um, anyway, I had several things happen over time. And that's how I seem to receive my own personal revelation is that Different insights come to me over time that impact me and leave me thinking about things. And so anyway, that's what happened. And I'll just share with you a few of those things. Um, First of all, I had been listening to some podcasts, which I love to do all throughout the week when I'm traveling or taking a walk or working out or getting ready or cleaning or whatever, mowing the lawn. And then I had some conversations with friends and family members, and I was looking at the news. And um, also, uh, a while back, I don't know, a month and a half ago or so, I got a text from one of my brother-in-laws who felt inspired to send me something. And so, with the combination of my conversations, the podcasts, the text, um, and then yesterday, I was with um, my brother, Matt, and my sister while Bailey was taking an ACT. And we were just talking about the gospel and just talking about life in general. And my brother was sharing with us um, some of the youth in his seminary program that are really struggling. And um, the other thing is, is that earlier in the week, my sister gave me an awesome recommendation, which I thought I would share with all of you. And she said, hey Beth, maybe you could ask your um, listeners if there's a topic uh, that they would love to hear about or have you talk about. And so I'm not wording it quite right, but (laughs) I thought that's a great idea because then I can hone in on a specific area that all of you would love to hear about. So email me on the show notes. I put my email and um, my website and... So anyway, just email me and let me know. It's it's BethNewellCoaching dot com or at Gmail dot com. So just email me and tell me. But anyway, um, when she, I gave her a few topics that I was thinking about to record this weekend, and one of them was parenting, and when she chose, she said, "Oh, I think you should do one on parenting." I got really nervous because. You know, I am in the throes of parenting right now, right? So, and I think I will be for the rest of my life, but right now I have Gannon who's turning 11 on Wednesday and I have a 23-year-old. And so I am going through a lot with each of my kids with different things and I do not feel adequate enough to share answers or great understanding into parenting or... Um, I just have a hard time with it. I, I feel very insecure and inadequate. And so I was apprehensive. But as things came to my mind and came together the last 24 hours, I realized that it's okay that I'm not expert about parenting and I'm not an expert about doing the right thing or understanding why our kids are going through what they're going. But I can share with you some of my thoughts that I've had over uh, periods of time months, days, weeks, years, and hopefully there might be some of you out there that could use this. So, okay, what is my podcast today? I guess. (laughs) So today, this podcast is all about our children, the youth, what is happening with the rising generation. It's about the rising generation. And as you're looking around and you see different families and your own family or your relatives your nieces your nephews and you look at their lives and you see what they're going through there's all these questions that i personally have like what is going on and i have a lot of concerns and one day like i said about a month and a half ago i was talking to one of my brother-in-laws and um, he sent me a text not long after that and this is what the text said he said quote the other day you were talking about your worries and concerns for your kids In my Come Follow Me study, I came across some insight that brought me a lot of peace, and I felt inspired to share it with you. It's in Doctrine and Covenants 4715, and it says, According to the Lord's will, suiting his mercies, according to the conditions of the children of men. He said the youth today are faced with so much more temptation from the world than we ever encountered. The Lord adjusts his mercy for our children according to the conditions of the world today. They will make it through all the challenges they face because the Lord extends his mercy, mercy to all of us. So when he sent that to me, I just had kind of a light bulb moment of, you know, what we forget is that there are certain conditions of the children of men that our Savior will suit his mercies according to those conditions to our children and so that that was a catalyst of this whole thought but what do conditions mean so a condition when it says according to the lord's will suiting his mercies according to the conditions of the children of men so a condition is a particular mode of being of a person or thing existing state a situation with respect respect to circumstances so we live in a world today that satan is wreaking havoc on and he is quadrupling his efforts against our children and against us and he has got his minions out there trying to destroy our faith and destroy as many of god's children as he can and so we have this rising generation well we need to remember something in ephesians 6 12 it says for we wrestle not against flesh and blood But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay, we are not alone. We have others that are sharing our sorrows and we have examples to follow. And in June 2018, President Nelson told the young people, he says, quote, You were sent to earth at this precise time the most crucial time in the history of the world, to help gather Israel. There is nothing happening on this earth right now that is more important than that. This is the mission for which you were sent to earth. He also said, I am inviting every young woman and young every young man between the ages of 12 and 18 in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to enlist in the youth battalion of the Lord to help gather Israel. So we know that there is nothing happening on this earth that is more important. And even though our rising generation might be struggling, some of our children might be struggling a lot, we need to know that they have been sent at this precise time for this crucial period of time in the history of the world. So where does that, all of these things I've just shared with you, my text from my brother-in-law, the scriptures, President Nelson, Well, in my readings of the Book of Mormon, I have come across a few passages about the rising generation that really stuck out to me and to help me to have compassion, love, understanding, and also be a testimony to me that the Book of Mormon was written for our times. So I wanna first share with you um, from Mosiah 26. Now, um, what I wanna share with you is it's kind of long, but I'll, I'll try to basically just um, highlight the areas. But um, I'll, I'll begin in verse, 20, uh, verse 1 of chapter 26. And this is all about the rising generation, okay? It says, Now it came to pass that there were many of the rising generation that could not understand the words of King Benjamin, being little children at the time he spake unto his people. And they did not believe the traditions of their fathers, They did not believe what had been said concerning the resurrection of the dead. Neither did they they believe in the coming of Christ. And now because of their unbelief, they could not understand the word of God. And their hearts were hardened. And it tells us that they, they would not be baptized. They wouldn't join the church. They were separate people as to their faith. And they remained so ever after, even in their carnal and sinful state. And they also wouldn't call upon God. Um... It says now, in the reign of the Mosiah they were not so half so numerous as the people of God, but because of the dissensions among the brethren, they became more nu- numerous. So as the world is turning darker but also lighter because there are more temples dotting, dotting the earth and there's more righteousness veiling it, there is a numerous hosts of the rising generation that are falling away from the gospel of Jesus Christ and Following away from the teachings of the Savior. Now, I know that these rising generations were not members of the church, but they were causing a lot of dissension in the land. And it says that they, it came to pass that they deceived many with their flattering words who were in the church, and they did cause them to commit many sins. Therefore, it became expedient that those who committed sin that were in the church should be admonished by the church. And it came to pass that they were brought before the priests and delivered up to the priests by the teachers, and the priests brought them before Alma, who was the high priest. So if you remember, uh, Mosiah, King Mosiah gave Alma authority over the church. Um, Alma was very concerned. He did not know about what was going on, but he said that there were many witnesses. The scriptures tell us that there were witnesses that told, testified of the iniquity that was happening in abundance because of this rising generation. Um, in verse 10 it says now there had not any such thing happened before in the church therefore alma was troubled in his spirit and he caused that there should be brought that they should be brought before the king and he, and he said unto the king behold here are many whom we have brought before thee who are accused of their brethren yea and they have been taken in divers iniquities and they do not repent therefore we have brought them before thee that thou mayest judge them according to their crimes so these Alma is really troubled just like we I know as a parent I am I know I know family members are concerned about their children I know friends are concerned about their children and you know here Alma brings him before King Mosiah and says look um there's a lot of, they they're not wanting to repent I'm bringing them before you and King Mosiah says to him behold I judge them not therefore I deliver them into thy hands to be judged so Kemosiah says look you know, you are you're the um, authority. You've got the authority of, in the church, and um, I'm not going to judge them, but you can do that. And it says that Alma, the spirit of Alma, was again troubled, and he went and inquired of the Lord what he should do concerning this matter, for he feared that he should do wrong in the sight of God. And it came to pass that after he had poured out his whole soul to God, the voice of the Lord came to him, saying, Okay, so I want you to think about your children, your grandchildren, the youth in your ward, the youth in your community, wherever, in this world. Is there a part of you that feels troubled? I know that I do. Um, and have you taken your feelings and poured them out unto the Lord with your whole soul? I'm sure you have. I know I have. And this is what happens to him Um When the voice of the lord comes to him and this is what he receives it says blessed art thou alma and blessed are they who are baptized in the waters of mormon thou art blessed because of thy exceeding faith in the words alone of my servant abinadi so he first of all tells alma he's blessed and he says it to him several times he says it again again and he says in 16 and blessed are they because of their exceeding faith in the words alone And blessed art thou, because thou hast established a church. So he says, Alma, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. And then he says in 18, And blessed is this people who are willing to bear my name, for in my name shall they be called, and they are mine. And he says, And because thou hast inquired of me concerning the transgressor, thou art blessed. So I first of all, I'm saying this to myself, but I'm saying this to you. As we go before the Lord, and we seek our Father in Heaven's guidance and in the name of His Son. I know that Heavenly Father is pleased with us and we are blessed and He is grateful for our desire to get an answer and receive help for our children of the rising generation that are in this hailstorm of evil and um, conspiring men. They want to destroy them and flatter them away. And so I just first want to say from these verses, what it told me was, Beth, blessed are you. It's going to be okay. Blessed are you. So I want to say that to all of you. Blessed are you. And then he says to Alma, thou art my servant, and I covenant with thee that thou shalt have eternal life, and thou shalt serve me and go forth in my name, and shalt gather together my sheep. I love that he is told that he is his servant and that he has covenanted with him. If you know in Doctrine and Covenants 82.10, it says, I, the Lord, am bound when ye do what I say, but when ye do not what I say, ye have no promise. So here Alma is troubled. He's concerned about this rising generation, these dissenters. And he is told by the voice of the Lord that you are my servant and I covenanted with you. And that is the same with us, you guys. We are trying our best. We are trying to be servants of the Lord for our children, in our homes, in our wards, in our callings. And we have made covenants. We've made baptismal covenants. We've made covenants in the temple. And he has covenanted with us. And as long as we are trying to do everything that we can do, we need to remember that we are blessed and that he will provide a way. And then the Lord says, the voice of the Lord says to Alma, and he that will hear my voice shall be my sheep. And him shall you receive into the church, and him will also I receive. For behold, this is my church. Then the Lord says, For it is I that taketh upon me the sins of this world, for it is I that hath created them, and it is I that granted unto him that believeth unto the end a place at my right hand. So, some things that we need to remember is that these are Heavenly Father's spirit children. This rising generation is are his and he has granted unto us the ability to um, have guidance in our life and if through faith in Jesus Christ have a right hand have be at the in, in the right place at the right time at the right hand of God and we need to remember as we are seeing some of our children struggle and go astray or Descent from the church or um, have concerns that are leading them down a path of confusion, that God created them, they are His children, and that He is granted unto us to raise them on this earth, but that ultimately they are His and that He knows their names. He said, He said, um, then the Lord says, the voice of the Lord says to Alma, Before behold, in my name are they called, and if they know me, they shall come forth, and shall have a place eternally at my right hand. And then he talks about how when the second trump shall sound, then they shall they that shall never knew me, shall stand knew me, come forth and shall stand before me, and then shall they know that I am the Lord their God and I am their redeemer. And he says, But they would not be redeemed. Now um the Lord is so merciful and he loves us and everything will be as, you know, I shared with you in the beginning that our children will be judged according to the conditions of the children of men. The mercies of the Lord will be upon them. And so, he's telling Alma, look, you know, if they will confess and repent and depart from their evil ways, then I will I will receive them. And they that don't hear my voice, they will not be received by me. Um, so then he says to Alma in verse 29, the voice of the Lord says, therefore I say unto you, go and whosoever transgresses against me, him shall ye judge according to the sins which he has committed. Now Alma having authority to do this, he had the ability to judge and, and, and he says, you know, if they confess and repent with sincerity of heart, then you need to, they will be forgiven and I will forgive them also. And, um, He says, And ye shall also forgive one another your trespasses, for verily I say unto you, he that forgiveth not his neighbor. So the voice of the Lord says, Look, if they come and repent, I will forgive them. But you also need to forgive others. You need to forgive your neighbor. You need to forgive um, one another. And so I think in life, as we're worrying, worrying about this rising generation, there are things that we need to be working on with ourselves. Daily repentance, forgiveness of others, Remembering our covenants that we made. Remember that we are created in the image of God and that we are in his hands and so are our children. Then uh, the voice of the Lord says again unto Alma, and verse 32, Now I say unto you, Go, and whosoever will not repent of his sins, the same shall be numbered among my people, and this shall be observed from this time forward. And it came to pass, when Alma had heard these words, he wrote them down that he might have them. So that really impacted me that um, I keep a journal. I don't, I'm not, right now I don't write in my journal, but I record my voice in um, an app. It's called Day One, and it is a way that I keep a journal because I just, honestly, my days are so full and it is very difficult for me to sit down and try to record everything. So I just speak into my phone and I make them into books. And they are my journal. And I love that it said that Alma wrote down the words that the Lord said to him that he might have them. So when you get an impression about your child or about your grandchild or about a youth in your ward that you're serving over, or if you're working in the school system or if you're whatever, if you get an impression, are you recording it so that you remember it? And then on verse 34, it says, And it came to pass that Alma went and judged those that had been taken in iniquity according to the word of the Lord. And whosoever repented of their sins and did confess them, he did number among the people of the church. And those who did not confess their sins and repent of their iniquity, the same were not numbered among the people of the church, and their names were blotted out. And it came to pass that Alma did regulate all the affairs of the church, and they began again to have peace and to prosper exceedingly in the affairs of the church walking circumspectly before God, receiving many and baptizing many. And now all these things did Alma and his fellow laborers do, who were over the church, walking in all diligence, teaching the word of God in all things, suffering all manner of afflictions, being persecuted by all those who did not belong to the church of God. So I love this last, this verse before the last verse, because it says that it was Alma and his fellow laborers I want you to know you're not alone. And there are times that when we're dealing with things with the rising generation that we could feel really alone, but we're not. And it said that Alma and his fellow laborers um, who were over the church did walk in diligence, teaching the word of God in all things, and that they did suffer all manner of afflictions and they were persecuted, but he was not alone. And in the last verse, I'm going to read this to you and I'm going to come back to it at the end of this podcast but it says and they did admonish their brethren and they were also admonished everyone by the word of God according to his sins or to the sins which he had committed being commanded of God to pray without ceasing and to give thanks in all things okay I'm going to come back to that but I want to jump next so that's in Alma or I'm sorry Mosiah 26 chapter 26 and the next scripture that jumped out to me about the rising generation and how I felt like, you know, the Book of Mormon is recorded for our day today, and it is the most correct word, book on the face of the earth, and we will get nearer to God by abiding by precepts than any other book was in um, 3rd Nephi, chapter 1, and also just to give you an understanding, in Helaman 16, um, it says that there were many. Things that the people did imagine up in their hearts, which were foolish and vain, and there was much disturbed there were met they were much disturbed, for Satan did stir them up to do iniquity continually, and he did it to go about spreading rumors and contentions upon the face of the land, that they might harden the hearts of the people against that which is good and against that which is to come. And notwithstanding the signs and the wonders which were wrought among the people of the Lord, and the many miracles that they did which they did, Satan did get great hold upon the hearts of the people upon all the face of the land. Okay, so I read that to you because before I read 3rd Nephi 1, 29 and 30, um, I wanted you to understand the conditions that were in the land. So there were many miracles, but Satan had great hold upon the hearts of the people, and he was stirring the people up in contention and iniquity and rumors. And so I just feel like that's what he's doing today. <laughs> so here we go into first uh chap uh for third Nephi chapter one, and he's and it says And there was also a cause of much sorrow among the Lamanites, for behold, they had many children who did grow up and began to wax strong in years, that they became for themselves and were led away by some who were Zoramites, by their lyings and their flattering words, to join those Gadiant robbers. And thus were the Lamanites afflicted also, and began to decrease as to their faith and righteousness because of the wickedness of the rising generation." So there we see again that there was this you these children, youth, rising generation that had become unto themselves and were being led away and that they had were losing their faith in righteousness. So again, if you're seeing these things going on around you in your wards, in your homes, in your schools, this happened during the Book of Mormon times too, and and in the Old Testament, and in the New Testament. And it's always happened through generations. And I want to now share with you a little bit of hope before... I don't want this to end on a negative note, but um, I was listening to a podcast this week um, while I was mowing the lawn, and um, a woman was on being interviewed, and she was sharing her story about her son who had mental illness and he tried to take his life and uh she's a member of the church and she said that they were devastated and they thankfully were able to save him but she said that um instead of people saying to her and it happened easter weekend um instead of people saying to her what can i do for you um is let me know if i can help you in any way You know, she's like, I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was, you know, I was a wreck. You know, we were just trying to figure out how we could save our son. And she said that what she appreciated instead of while she was down in this pit, all alone, feeling like her rising generation was suffering immensely and being led away and going through the trials of this earth. She said that people got in the pit with her. They didn't stand at the top of the hole of the pit and say, let me know what I can do for you. Let me know if I can help you. They got down in the pit and they sat with her and they listened. And I want you to know that there's hope. And although I'm sharing with you the things that I've felt in this, and seen in the scriptures about the rising generation and concerns I have, there's also incredible things that these children and these this rising generation are... Um going to they have been called to do as i read to you in the beginning from president nelson and so i want to share with you what he said also in that june 2018 um talk he said he used and he used he talked with boldness and clarity he suggested that there be five specific things for the youth to do to change themselves and to change the world so president nelson said here you know this is the the greatest You are um, called to do the greatest thing in ushering in. um, i gotta got to turn my page. Sorry about that. Hold on. It says, you were sent to this earth at this precise time, the most precious time in the history of the world, to help gather Israel. So here are five things that he said, and I think that they apply to you and I too, very much so, about how we can make sure we're not deceived by Satan and um, hold fast to the truth And help our rising generation. So the first thing he said was disengage from a constant reliance on social media. At that time he asked the youth to go on a seven day fast from social media. The second thing he said is sacrifice some time to the Lord. So you and I as parents and grandparents and leaders, are we sacrificing some time for the Lord? He said to them for three weeks give up something you like to do and use that time to help gather Israel. So is there maybe a plan that you could make in your life that you give up something that you like to do to use that time to um, get closer to the Lord? The next thing he says, do a thorough life assessment with, that, with the Lord. He encouraged those who were wandered off in the gospel path or who needed to repent to please come back through true repentance right now. So do you need, is there, can you do a life assessment? Is there some things that you can examine in your life And, you know, repenting means a fresh view of God, a fresh view of yourself, of the world, and it's a turning. Um, The fourth thing he said was, pray daily that all of God's children might receive the gospel. You can be a part of the power behind the gathering. So, as we are worrying about our rising generation, you know, can we pray daily for them that they might receive the gospel with more understanding even as we're attempting to teach them and guide them and they go to church and they have their come follow me and their lessons and they have seminary and you know is there some part that we can understand that God can tell us for their lives and the fifth thing he said is to be a light to the world the Lord needs you to look like and sound like act like and dress like a disciple a true disciple of Jesus Christ so that's why I'm doing this podcast. Is because I pray that I'm being a light to the world. And um, I think that President Nelson, as a prophet of God, is you know warning us, preparing us, pr- and providing information for us that will bless our lives and help this rising generation in this world where Satan is attempting to um, destroy as many of our children as he can. Okay, the next thing I wanted to, before I come to a close here with this podcast episode, is I, if you remember, the um, Alma said that the people of God they that they they prayed without ceasing and they did give thanks in all things. Um, I want to read to you a little portion of a talk by Elder Ubdorf. He said, Over the years, I have had the sacred opportunity to meet with many people whose sorrows seem to reach the very depths of their soul. In these moments, I have listened to my beloved brothers and sisters and grieved with them over their burdens. I have pondered what to say to them and I have struggled to know how to comfort and support them in their trials. Often, their grief is caused by what seems to them as an ending. Some are facing the end of a cherished relationship, such as the death of a loved one or an estrangement from a family member. Others feel that they are facing the end of hope, the hope of being married or bearing children or overcoming an illness. Others may be facing the end of their faith, as confusing and conflicting voices in the world tempt them to question, even abandon, what they once knew to be true. Sooner or later, I believe that all of us experience times when the very fabric of our world tears at the seams, leaving us feeling alone, frustrated, adrift. It can happen to anyone no one is immune. Everyone's situation is different and the details of each life are unique. Nevertheless, I have learned that there is something that would take away the bitterness that may come into our lives. There is one thing that we can do to make life sweeter, more joyful, even glorious. We can be grateful. So I took this quote because I thought about how President, or at the time President Ugdorf shared that as he traveled the world, he sees all this suffering and struggling and pain. And I think that with the rising generation, I personally feel that way. I feel like there's just this battle and that they are fighting it with all of their heart and that they are they are needing every powerful tool, weapon to protect them. And I love that the simplicity of what President Uchtdorf said was gratitude. Be grateful, and if you remember in Alma and Mosiah 26, Alma he said that they did give thanks in all things. Um, President Uchtdorf, at the time, again I keep saying that, but he he went on and he said, "It might sound contrary to the wisdom of the world to suggest that one is burdened with sorrow should give thanks to God, but those who set aside the bottle of bitterness and lift instead the goblet of gratitude can find a purifying drink of healing peace and understanding." As disciples of Christ, we are commanded to thank the Lord our God in all things and to sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Let our hearts be full of thanks unto God. Why does God command us to be grateful? All of his commandments are given to make blessings available to us. Commandments are opportunities to exercise our agency to receive blessings. Our loving Heavenly Father knows that choosing to develop a spirit of gratitude will bring us to true joy and great happiness. So as our youth, our children, the rising generation are struggling, remember that the gratitude that we show can develop um, in us a feeling of true joy and great happiness, even though it might not be the way that we would hope it would be. Um, President uh, uckdorf Elder uckdorf President uckdorf said, but some might say, quote, what do I have to be grateful for when my world is falling apart? Perhaps focusing on what we are grateful for is the wrong approach. It is difficult to develop a spirit of gratitude if our thankfulness is only proportional to the number of blessings we can count. True, it is important to frequently count our blessings, and anyone who has tried this knows there are many. But I don't believe the Lord expects us to be less thankful of times of trial than in times of abundance and ease. In fact, most of the scriptural references do not speak of gratitude for things, but rather suggest an overall spirit or attitude of gratitude. Could I suggest that we see gratitude as a disposition, a way of life that stands independent of our current situation? In other words, I'm suggesting that instead of being thankful for things, we focus on being thankful in our circumstances, whatever they may be. So before I end, I've got one more thing I want to share with you from President Nelson, but as we look at the rising generation and our hearts sorrow and mourn and feel angst about what is going on and what is happening I want you to remember that there are things we can do that we can have control over and we can choose to be grateful and also we can have hope and in closing I just wanted to read um what President Nelson said he said please know this if everything and everyone else in the world whom you trust shall fail Jesus Christ and his church will never fail you. The Lord never slumbers, nor does he sleep. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He will not forsake his covenants, his promises, or his love for his people. He works miracles today, and he will work miracles tomorrow." Remember that Jesus Christ is never slumbering or sleeping and that he will not forsake us. And as parents, we continue to fight for our our rising generation, to pray for, seek guidance. But remember, they are God's children, and that we are instrument in his hands in bringing about our personal salvation and hopefully inviting them to come unto Christ and partake of his love. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.